Chapter 5 The Word of Wisdom In studying all aspects of early church history, I often thought about the Word of Wisdom and how much the revelation means in verifying Joseph Smith's prophetic abilities. However, the more I researched the historical context of Word of Wisdom, the more I learned that it was not unique in its instructions for health during that period. In fact, conventional ideas, movements, and additional influences likely shaped what we have come to know as the Lord's Law of Health. The Word of Wisdom The Word of Wisdom was written by Joseph Smith in Kirland, Ohio, on February 27, 1833. It is currently published in Section 89 of the Doctrine and Covenants. It mentions that it is to be sent by greeting, not by commandment or constraint. Quote, that inasmuch as any man drinketh wine or strong drink among you, behold, it is not good, neither meet in the sight of your father, only in assembling yourselves together to offer up your sacraments before him. And behold, this should be wine, yea, pure wine of the grape of the vine, of your own make. And again, strong drinks are not for the belly, but for the washing of your bodies. And again, hot drinks are not for the body or belly, every herb in the season thereof, and every fruit in the season thereof all these to be used with prudence and thanksgiving. Yea, flesh, also of beasts, and of the fowls of the air, I the Lord have ordained for the use of man with thanksgiving. Nevertheless, they are to be used sparingly. And it is pleasing unto me that they should not be used only in times of winter, or of cold or famine. Wheat for man, and corn for the ox, and oats for the horse, and rye for the fowls, and for swine, and for all beasts of the field, and barley for all useful animals, and for mild drinks as also other grain, end quote. There are several things mentioned in the Word of Wisdom that aren't commonly observed in modern LDS culture. Verse 2 clearly states that the Word of Wisdom is not a commandment, yet modern members are asked if they follow it during temple interviews, and will not be issued a temple recommend if the interviewer feels they do not properly adhere. Verses 6, 7, 9, and 17 makes the distinction between four different types of drinks, wine, strong, hot, and mild. Wine is okay for the sacrament if you make it yourself. Strong drinks are not okay. Hot drinks are also not okay, and mild drinks are okay. Verse 9 mentions hot drinks, but what exactly does hot drinks refer to? Apostle George Q. Cannon stated, We are told, and very plainly too, that hot drinks, tea, coffee, chocolate, cocoa, and all drinks of this kind are not good for man. We must not permit them to drink liquor or hot drinks, or hot soups, or to use tobacco or other articles that are injurious. George Q. Cannon. Verse 11. We are to only eat produce in the proper season. Verse 12 and 13. Meat should only be eaten in the winter or during a famine. Verse 17. Mild drinks made from barley are okay. What drinks are made from barley? Beer. It seems that the modern church has settled on coffee, tea, alcohol, tobacco, and illegal drugs as the new interpretation. But according to the text of the Word of Wisdom, members should refrain from hot drinks of all kinds, chocolate and soups included. Alcohol is not outright banned, but only strong drinks, otherwise known as hard liquor. In addition, according to the Word of Wisdom, all members should be vegetarian most of the year. These parts have been reinterpreted to change the original intent. Additionally, the Lord's Law of Health seems to lack real health considerations. Currently, extremely obese members are given temple recommends, while active, healthy, and fit members who drink coffee and tea would not qualify. It seems that if God really wanted to give the saints a code of health, 
that would have prevented pioneer deaths due to a long list of illnesses including scarlet fever, typhoid fever, tuberculosis, influenza, pneumonia, cholera, malaria, and smallpox. He would have added things like the need for sanitizing water by boiling, increased personal hygiene, and quarantining of sick persons. In fact, the church has long taught that coffee and tea were unhealthy. However, this reputation appears to be mistaken. Studies involving over 1.5 million participants who consumed 3 to 5 cups of coffee a day were at the lowest risk for cardiovascular diseases, stroke, prostate, breast, and lung cancers, compared with those who drank none. Similar research shows that polyphenol, a powerful antioxidant found in black, green, and white teas, combat free radicals that contribute to cancer, heart disease, kidney damage, diabetes, and helps lower cholesterol. Some possible influences for the word of wisdom. First, popular misconceptions regarding hot drinks. One common misconception in this area said that hot liquids were not good for the body. A popular book titled Wholesome Advice Against the Abuse of Hot Liquors particularly targeted tea, coffee, and hot chocolate, labeling them as unhealthy. This book argued that an excess consumption of hot drinks caused the blood and insides to heat up, and that, quote, excess of heat is the most common cause of sickness and death, end quote. Medical science at that time was so basic that the evidence presented in the book was based largely upon crude anatomical knowledge and references to classical Greek and Roman texts. A few decades later, John Wesley, the founder of Methodism, was arguing for complete abstinence from tea on the grounds that it gave rise to, quote, numberless disorders, particularly those of a nervous kind, end quote. He placed emphasis on the religious importance of self-denial. Interestingly, Joseph Smith became very familiar with Methodist teachings when, in June 1828, he became a member of Minister Nathaniel Lewis's Harmony, Pennsylvania congregation. It is important to note that Joseph became a member after the first vision where he was told that all religions were incorrect. Second possible influence, the temperance movement. Alcohol had been socially acceptable during the colonial era, but a social shift in the early 19th century initiated the belief that drinking was no longer acceptable. The temperance movement was an organized effort to encourage moderation in the consumption of alcohol or press for complete abstinence. The American Temperance Society formed in 1826, and it benefited from a renewed interest in religion and morality in America. The movement began to grow exponentially. Within 12 years, it claimed more than 8,000 local groups and over 1.5 million members. By 1839, 18 temperance journals were being published. Some groups took positions on moral issues and advocated temperance with alcohol rather than abstinence. The movement split along two lines moderates who allowed some drinking and relied on moral persuasion alone, and radicals who demanded prohibition laws to restrict or ban alcohol. Prohibitionists dominated many of the largest temperance organizations after the 1830s, and temperance eventually became synonymous with prohibition. A 1959 BYU Studies article on this subject reads, Quote, that on October 6, 1830, the Kirtland Temperance Society was organized with 239 members. This society at Kirtland was a most active one. It revolutionized the social customs of the neighborhood. The Temperance Society succeeded in eliminating a distillery in Kirtland on February 1, 1833, just 27 days before the Latter-day Saint Revelation counseling abstinence was announced, 
and that the distillery at Mentor, near Kirland, was also closed at the same time, end quote. Third influence, Emma Smith. Joseph Smith started a training school called the School of the Prophets for the Elders of the Church, which opened in Kirland on the second floor of the Newell K. Whitney Mercantile Store in January 1833. Brigham Young stated that the word of wisdom was given in response to problems encountered while conducting those meetings. I think I am, as well, acquainted with the circumstances which led to the giving of the word of wisdom. When they assembled together in this room after breakfast, the first thing they did was to light their pipes, and while smoking, talk about the great things of the kingdom, and spit all over the room. And as soon as the pipe was out of their mouths, a large chew of tobacco would then be taken. Often, when the prophet Joseph Smith entered the room to give the school instructions— he would find himself in a cloud of tobacco smoke. This, and the complaints of his wife at having to clean so filthy a floor, made the prophet think upon the matter, and he inquired of the Lord relating to the conduct of the elders in using tobacco, and the revelation known as the word of wisdom was the result of his inquiry. Brigham Young The Word of Wisdom Timeline 1826, American Temperance Society founded. 1828, Joseph Smith becomes a member of the Methodist Church that discouraged hot drinks. 1830, Kirtland Temperance Society found. January 1833, Joseph Smith hears complaints from Emma about tobacco. February 1st, 1833, the Kirtland Temperance Society eliminates the distillery in Kirtland. February 27th, 1833, Joseph writes the word of wisdom, limiting hot drinks, tobacco, and strong drinks. Even after all that, the history of the church records that Joseph taught the word of wisdom, but did not practice it. If the Lord really gave this revelation to Joseph, one would think he would at least follow it himself. We then partook of some refreshments, and our hearts were made glad with the fruit of the vine. This is according to the pattern set by our Savior himself, and we feel disposed to patronize all the institutions of heaven. Called at the office and drank a glass of wine with Sister Janetta Richards, made by her mother in England, and reviewed a portion of the conference minutes. Ordinance on the Personal Sale of Liquors, Section 1. Be it ordained by the City Council of Nauvoo, that the mayor of the city be, and is hereby authorized to see or give spirits of any quantity, as he in his wisdom shall judge to be for the health and comfort or convenience of such travelers or other persons as shall visit his house from time to time. Passed December 12, 1843. Joseph Smith, Mayor. An entry in the history of the church, dated June 27, 1844, reads, quote, Before the jailer came in, his boy brought in some water and said the guard wanted some wine. Joseph gave Dr. Richards two dollars to give the guard, but the guard said one was enough and would take no more. The guard immediately sent for a bottle of wine, pipes, and two small papers of tobacco, and one of the guards brought them into the jail soon after the jailer went out. Dr. Richards uncorked the bottle and presented a glass to Joseph, who tasted, as also Brother Taylor and the doctor, and the bottle was then given to the guard, who turned to go out. End quote. I have never been taught in church that abstinence from alcohol and other hot drinks were already popular concepts of the time leading up to the revelation. It appears that the word of wisdom may not be unique instruction, but well within the context of 19th century assumptions. 
Perhaps it was spurned by Emma's complaints, added to by Methodist teachings, and pressured by the local Kirtland Temperance Society.